Hi, and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and I'm joined today by Michael Massey. Hi, Michael. Hi, Kara. Thanks for having me once again. Yes. So today we're going to explore a topic that was asked by a listener, and she asks how to know if she has cords attached to her by others, and can she detect or send the cords back? So we thought this would be a good one to explore here. Um, Maybe we even start with like what that might mean in case there's somebody who is not sure even what, what would we mean by are there cords attached? Cords. Okay. All right. Um, well, basically, well, well, let me start off by saying this, okay? The, the, the best way to just kind of check to see if you have, have cords um, attached to you is just, uh, do you have a pulse? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, are you breathing human being? Then... You know, the, 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 odds, the are. odds are that you got some energetic cords attached to it. And um, so what, 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 is, what is a cord? Uh, I say that somewhat in jest, but it is, it's a common phenomenon. And as, we're, um, as, we, as we go through our own um, awakening and enlightenment process, ultimately this comes up as an issue um, where... The, these what we call cords are going to begin to enter your conscious awareness and then then sort so it's about detecting them how to deal with them um, now what is a cord um, we have a, a brilliant example within um, our whole like biology of how we're birthed or what how we are as a as an infant in the womb we're attached to our mother through an umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. And it is through this cord that we're able to receive nutrients. Now this is a, you know, this is a biological function, of course, that is a necessity for life to actually um, grow within a womb and, and reproduce. Um, and then, but when, uh, when a child's born, then that, that um, ultimately that uh, cord is, well, it's either, severed or in more uh, holistic ways you just actually you know withdraw the whole placenta whatnot and then eventually it would just fall off but um there's i'm not a midwife so i don't not (laughs) talk to my (laughs) there's another guest here mara if you haven't listened or she knows a lot more about all that kind of stuff yeah um all right so but uh the point being eventually is is this cord um you know is uh, is removed um, and yet, uh, we still have within our energetic body, uh, there can still exist cords. And then frequently what will happen is that, um, let's say at the physical level between a child and mother, there's, uh, there's this severing of the umbilical cord at birth. Um, but there retains a energetic cord between the child and the mother. Okay. Now this is there's this is different than um, there's some beautiful things about the mother-child relationship and and 
And uh, one of the things that was discovered in, I, I want to say, uh, uh, it's going back maybe about five years ago, that they discovered that, that there's these um, uh, Y chromosomes in, um, in the mother's brain. So you have, they found different DNA. Now, now don't, and, and what they're able to conclude here in being able to track, because they can track a Y chromosome, because that's not part of the genetic makeup of a female, that mothers carry their son's DNA in their own brain. Really? Yes. Yes, it's a really wow. amazing thing. Now, the the, the the next question, well, do they carry their daughters as well? Now, the only way to... I haven't been able to scientifically determine that because there's no... Trying to find an no X... in terms of the X chromosome. So yeah. that's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so but, it's only women who've given birth to males... That who would have, have that, that in their brain? That's correct. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when you know talk about like mother's intuition being able to sense her children and stuff. So and from my own intuitive basis, I don't I, go, I don't think that's a that's not a male female thing. The mother carries the DNA of her children. I would just yeah. I can't prove that. Yeah. On the girl girl side, but mm-hmm. okay. But this is a way that you're actually connected, or a mother's connected to her her children. Um, so with that, it's actually having a, like a DNA radio. There's no need for actually this energetic core to still be attached. Now we have certain expressions like, um, uh, a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. That's your, you know, that's your classic example of there's this, there's a, there's still an energetic cord. Okay. Between, um, in this case, uh, son and his mother that, is still this it's like it's still an infant in the womb can't can't break out independence from his from his mom mm-hmm. no matter how old he is right mm-hmm. uh so this would be an example of an energetic cord that's still retained that's actually from birth um that is ultimately this that cord there's mm, uh, there's an exchange of energy along that cord that uh, ends up being an inhibitor to both parties, even if they don't recognize it. Recognize it. So now these particular energetic cords can um, they can also form, okay, and they can form um, in a, a variety of different ways they certainly if people knew how easy it was to for these cords to necessarily form they they might um yeah they might think twice about casual encounters mm. you know uh and of you know an intimate sexual way mm. okay because the the merging of the energetic field uh, during that particular activity um, is such that it 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 drop it it gives someone else a deep level access to your own energy field, which it makes it very easy for these kinds of cords to actually hmm. be formed or implanted, whether consciously, subconsciously, or not. 
Yeah, because I would think the majority of them in this day and age are unconscious connections. I mean, we're because a lot of people don't have access to that knowledge on the conscious level. Right. But more and more people are, and you know, so um now we uh we also we have a term for this within general psych, you know, uh, psychology and it's, and it's called codependency. Mm-hmm. And uh so whenever you see signs of codependency, you know there's actually a cord attached there and now the the funny thing about cord is that it can uh, and a lot of people will they may at a certain stage um and particularly if one has experienced some difficulties in childhood or they have some some you know um uh, unresolved issues with say uh, love from their parents and things like that that provides that kind of becomes a breeding ground because it because having this cord attached um, with a partner would um, um, it gives a sense of security all of a sudden ooh you know mm. that's the lure of it okay mm-hmm. is that oh now we're you're stronger too okay but um, ultimately. Uh, what's gonna? This is the, the cords become inhibitors because um, two eagles chained together. How can they fly? Yeah. And uh, so uh, these cords, they uh, they form, and they can form in um, not just you know um, uh, in partnership, but they can also form well. Uh, let's say romantic partnerships, but they can also form in, you know, uh, between uh, mentors and students. It, they can be, um, you know, the teacher-student kind of dynamic that can turn unhealthy. Um, as you mentioned, with children. And um, then in... Um, friendships. Uh, friendships, you're right. Yeah. yeah, those can really, those can turn... Yeah, uh, yeah, very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you find, and you're typically going to find certain things with uh, um, in these relationships that uh, would be little flags, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if there's things like jealousy, mm-hmm. okay, which can exist not just in a romantic relationship, but it can totally exist in. In friendships mm-hmm. too, right? Um, and uh, um, the 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 way to kind of begin to detect it is to is to ask yourself the question, and you can ask it kind of multiple ways, right? And um, if it's if there's if you sense that there is a cord or you think that there might be with a specific individual, then you're just asking yourself the question of whether or not you feel free mm. in that relationship. Do I feel free? And if if the answer is no, then you know that there, there is something else going on. Um, you can also... You can ask that question also in a more 
in a more general general sense. Okay. Right? Like, do I feel free in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, um, do I feel free in my situation? Do I feel free in my community or that kind of more general sense? And if the answer is no, then you're like, okay, well, I have some chords. Now, these are what we also refer to as attachments. Now, this is also the whole, you know, Eastern philosophy, the Buddhist middle way, the, the, to, to live a life of detachment. Mm-hmm. And so the, the idea of detaching from things um, and is, uh, this is what this is all about. And, uh, yeah, so we have this in, uh, in our various different schools, mystery schools, different, um, um, you know, uh, different philosophies. There's, there's ways to, to address this. And, and particularly, it's, this is about, it's about freeing oneself and, then, and also freeing others in, in the process. And so these, these cords and these attachments that form, they may have years, you know, of built around them so they can get somewhat entrenched. And that's where that leads to this, this codependency. Uh, so, you know, their removal is, while necessary for the ultimate growth to be able to spread one's wings and fly that they must come away now what's what's the how do we how do we remove them and so one can always make the appeal to a higher power so it's just through our own prayerful intent and we just ask for our our guides and our angels and you know from the most high to come forth and actually dissolve and remove these cords so that's that's something that regardless of anybody having any affiliation or with any. yes no matter what you're no matter what you come from or whatever that's always something that we can do and it doesn't require any specific you know um, you know uh, level of, of, of conscious awareness of, of the of the actual energetics or anything like that um, so it's it's just an overall we always have that at our disposal. Now, some of these these accords <clears throat> may not be able to be directly intervened that way if they have what's called soul contracts associated with it. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Okay. So then it has to be a little bit more specific in order. You have to you, you have to get more actively involved in order to to. Because you're talking about dissolving a contract that put that cord in place. Okay. Okay. And now, would that cord be... Because when I think of cords, in that sense, I think of, like, a negative thing. Something that's draining you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to, to think of it as, like, oh, I was contractually... Like, I, I was... Mm-hmm. Involved in the creation of it willingly at mm-hmm. a soul level, right? Um, are you meaning that like something that was 
healthy and for your highest good turned into something that was unhealthy for you to see it that way or that we are we are um, engaging contractually with things that you know on the surface feel very damaging does that um, make sense my question yeah yeah kind of and I, I'd like to just kind of take the the kind of the neutral view of it and go okay well sometimes something serves you at some at some point in time mm-hmm. But not later. Mm. Uh, imagine if you know you're like a mountain climber with a partner or something. You know, having a rope to your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, that could be initially. Or you're trying to pull somebody up over a cliff. You tie the rope around. But once you get them up, oh, okay, okay, it yeah. it, it no longer serves to have that mm-hmm. that cord there. And um, so that's just kind of a general analogy. But in a more like practical example, let's say if there is, let's say I. I had this a woundy somewhere in okay. That woundy could make me a uh, real easy exploit. A wound. A wound. Okay. So I have a wound where uh-huh. I could be I could be targeted mm-hmm. or exploited, mm-hmm. okay, by any number of different people's entities, etc. Okay. And so I might contract with someone to actually form a cord. There, they're, they're going to be my pseudo protector, such that save me from these other. Okay. Other experiences until I'm ready to deal with it. Okay. It's, you're you're picking your, in a sense, yes, you're kind of picking your poison, but it's a, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's ultimately not, it's not what the whole full healthy energetic system is going to look like, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a temporary fix. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, no judgment, right? And then, so it's, and one of the things is that um, actually, um, I mean, on the other side of, of this, right, there's actually, the, there's, there's a fear when we have, like, when this, this, this codependent cord exists, there's, we will tend to think that, that that's what sustains the relationship, so actually dissolving that cord can bring about fear that we're going to lose someone. Mm-hmm. But we know because Yoda told us. What did Yoda say? He said, train yourself to let go of everything that you are afraid to lose. I bet he didn't say it like that. I bet he said, train yourself, you will, oh. to... You didn't say it in a Yoda way. Come on, Michael, try harder. Okay. <laughs> Train yourself, you must, to let go of everything you fear to lose. All right. Is that better? I think so, but I still think with the it's second not, part that right. there's work to be done. No, I think I actually it's pretty close to the Is original it? script. Yes. I think I should rewrite it. Okay, I'll get well, on it, and I'll, I'll get in touch with right. George Lucas. Okay. <laughs> He wrote them, right? Right. <laughs> so when we find ourselves um, afraid to lose uh, relationships or um, uh, in any form, that's also another indicator that there is a there's a cord attached there. Um, so we have uh, we have the 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 flag of do I feel free, mm-hmm. and then the flag of uh, am I afraid. To lose, right? To mm-hmm. lose that. 
And then the the third one, which is really the sign that the, the whole thing has gone south, is do I feel like I'm being bled out? Do I feel in my interaction with someone, do I feel better or do I feel worse after my interaction? Mm. And that's a sign that there's actually a siphoning of energy coming out over the cord. Okay. All right. And this is what happens uh, particularly in these uh, relationships that occur between empaths and narcissists. Mm. Where uh, and it's strange how those two kind of opposites attract, and it's, it's fairly common. But what will happen is that narcissists will have these cords, and they'll they'll just be sucking energy. Mm-hmm. And so, if you begin to feel like you're being depleted, now whether or not maybe you you if you can target or you know may have clear in your mind who this particular relationship is with or um or it could be um you're just feeling that in the work like in your workplace mm-hmm. okay where you have could have co-workers whatever that you don't really even have deep relationships with but but they're they got little hooks in you and they're siphoning Mm. Okay, so it's not, this doesn't just happen within our inner circle of, yeah. you know, of, of relationships, but it can happen in our more, um, you know, a social or community mm-hmm. uh, relationships too. And, uh, and so this is good stuff to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And so as we become aware, aware that this is happening, now we kind of want to get into what what to do about it. Now, we already already presented one particular technique, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just a, you know, uh, a very general, broad prayer invitation uh, to a higher power in order to, to come in and, and clear out the field. Uh, now, the other thing that we can do is uh, to do what I call a, a body scan and so this is for those in in your meditative practice is where you you know you center yourself first as you you know it's kind of that's the basic and then what you want to do is you going to kind of take your attention um, or your focus and you bring it up to the top of your top of your head to the top of your crown and then you just you're just actually what you're doing is you're just moving your your point of attention and you just move it like a it's sort of like it's a just a plane you know like a scanner beam or something mm-hmm. and you're just moving your attention all the way just all the way down your whole physical body and as you do that you're just you're just noticing just noticing you're not trying to do anything you're not trying to manipulate anything you're not trying to judge anything you're just noticing Mm -hmm. and then what you're what you're ultimately kind of looking for in this scan is when all of a sudden you if you hit something and it's generally going to be in the lower chakra system i was going to say is it normally in the solar plexus (laughs) solar yeah solar and sacral is where you're going to find it the most okay? okay and um and then 
what you hit, you hit in that spot, then all of a sudden you may either you may f- you may feel like uh, that all of a sudden a pit in the stomach, mm-hmm. a kind of a feeling. Um, you may feel uh, like there's a tug, okay, or you might visually all of a sudden just see a dark spot, mm. depending on you know your each their own what your what your, how your sensory inputs are coming to you through your meditative practice. So, and so this is going to help you to identify where those cords are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, and that's just your scan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just that's to help you just, identify. Yeah, it's like the diagnosis. It's mm-hmm. not the prognosis. It's just the diagnostic. Mm-hmm. So you can do a diagnostic scan. Now, if you when your scan picks something up, you want to just you can note it. Um, and then from there, there's a, a few different techniques uh, to to use. Um, the simplest technique technique is to um, and it can be helpful. Let's say you pick something up there in your solar comp whatever and if you've had a reiki attunement or something like this this will help you don't ultimately don't need reiki attunement to do self-healing work this way it's all mm-hmm. built-in function but just put place your hands over that solar plexus and then what you're going to do is you're just going to just just using your imagination you're going to kind of just reach into where you feel that spot and just unhook it all right just imagine it's like a like a Fisher, fishing line with a hook that's that's got it and just you just want to unhook it okay okay and you just release it okay mm-hmm. all right then you just you know breathe feel the energy kind of well you know hopefully you feel the feel the breathing or you feel the the motion of energy as there's a release okay it occurs this begin to, it's going to reestablish the circular flow that's needed for that chakra and then, you know, you just kind of continue your, your scan. Mm-hmm. So that's one way to do that. Um, now, if something is super entrenched in there, then, then you may not be able to just simply unhook it. And so this is where, um, this is where you're getting into a more, a more extreme or more advanced um, techniques, okay? Now, uh, one of the greatest tools that we can have is to using the sword. And so this is a particular meditation and uh, that uh, involves using the sword. Now, of course, you're going to need a sword to do this, all right? So if you do not have a sword, uh, then uh, what you want to be able to do is imagine one. And uh, which is, there's a really cool tool that that we have available. It, it's called uh, it's called the internet. <laughs> the what now? <laughs> the, the internet. And there's the Google. Okay, Google it up. That's do what my daughter the Google. Says. Let's Google it up. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, do a Google image search for. 
sword, magic sword, Excalibur, sword of truth. There you go. There's, all right, scroll through and just find images of swords until you, you know. To one pops out. To one pops out at you. You're like, oh. That's my sword. That's my sword. Okay. Then, yeah, just visually take that in, let it be it, and let your imagination then play with it, okay? So that sword comes into you and it comes into your imagination so that you can, you can conjure that sword up when you need to in your meditative practice. Okay. Yeah? Okay. So you, that's, how we do, that's how that works. And then what there's um, a variety of different techniques. So many times, um, all you would simply need to do in your meditation is you center yourself in, and then you just you just pull the sword up, and you just hold it. Okay. Now, if you feel this, if you're feeling that tug or that cord. And, you, and it's able to enter your awareness where you can kind of see it, then with one swift stroke, you just cut it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that, that takes care of. Now, these, um, these techniques now, we've given three, right? Call on the higher power. Two, um, you do the unhooking. Mm-hmm. And three, you do the, use the sword. And that'll mm-hmm. get rid of... Mm, maybe 90% of the or more mm-hmm. or better so that that will those alone will those practices will clear out a great deal more and um, things that persist beyond those uh, end up being uh, special cases okay and these special cases um generally um, fall into the, the really advanced category of, of this kind of wizardry because uh, some of them may be dark magic based. Mm. Okay. Um, and uh, uh, some of them also can be ancestral. Oh, interesting. Okay. Or, and or some of them could be uh, collective. Hmm. Okay, so there's there's, and I'm not sure we can get into all the techniques, um, but that's almost if you get to this point, this is where you're gonna want to reach out for help. Yeah, for someone who really knows what they're doing because um, you're it's there they can they can totally be addressed, but I wouldn't I've wouldn't even really want to go over those techniques yeah in this setting. in this kind of setting because um you know yeah i so don't want you know you don't want to to misdirect somebody no yeah. or and, and certainly you want to uh, you want to be properly equipped mm-hmm. to to deal with that so that you don't hurt yourself so what kind of resource would somebody be looking for to help with that um well you this is where you're kind of looking for a shaman um that that itself is a um and you're gonna 
that you're going to want to be very cautious of just about. Yeah. Or you wind up with, um, you wind up having an encounter with a shaman and walking away with another cord. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, I wish I had a better answer to that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but what I would be doing in that state is absolutely turning back to the first practice of calling on the most high to bring forth the right person or the right help that you need. Yeah. That's okay. A great point. And yeah. I mean, really focus in on that and make sure that that, that request is clear. It's like make it clear. Yeah. Okay. That this is yeah. from the most high. That, right. right. So um, that's that's how I would be basically approaching that um, yeah. that situation. Okay. And uh, but the other tactics or whatnot will will certainly help, and those are things that we can do. And uh, and and you know, so <laughs> these kinds of things is like. Um, it's not a one-to-one relationship, but it's but, but it's is they can uh, the 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 cords can they can form they can be dissolved they can be um, uh, they can be cut and they can also reform as well. But not to get too freaked out about that, you know. You it's not like we only have to shower once in our life, you know. So we so it's sort of like as part of your your uh, standard clearing practices this is just kind of a next level where um yeah you're paying attention to those more persistent elements of these cords that may exist within our own energy field okay yeah so in incorporating that as almost like a maintenance yeah like incorporating the body scan for example as part of your regular routine so that you're more on the four, the forefoot, and you may catch it before it even starts yeah. to drain you. Yes, and what what this is that's a cool thing to bring up because what'll happen is that um, that the more adept that you get at doing this, the more you put it into into practice, then the the more you actually you're reclaiming your own energy field, and the more the easier it is to sense whenever somebody. Put it, goes at you with a hook mm-hmm. and so then when you just meet somebody and, and you, again it's not like judgment lots of people just do that they don't know how to relate yeah any other way mm-hmm. and so it's always hook 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 and it's almost become somewhat comical at a, at a point because you just you just you meet somebody it's a new co-worker again or you just you know you meet somebody in the coffee shop or something like that and you're just kind of chuckling to yourself. You're like, okay, we're just gonna just in, you know as as they're as they're happening. You're just like, yep, and we're gonna take that out, and we're just yeah. gonna uh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, yeah, and so it becomes easier and easier and easier. Mm. And ultimately, so just kind of to kind of circle back a little bit to the this beautiful thing with the mother's brain and the way she's connected with her children and that um that through this like dna radio and so you know the 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 it's it's sort of like you know in the not too distant past 
you know, we had to we had to plug our computers into um, into modems, you know, um, and everything was wired. Um, and then not too further back from that, you know, our telephones, yeah. you know, were all, all wired cord. to yeah. the, you know, they had cords to the walls. And so the, in a sense, we're just, we're evolving here beyond the, the, the corded mm-hmm. into the Wi-Fi mode. It, from a human relations standpoint. standpoint, yes, and a human yeah. energetic standpoint. So, if you look at this energy thing, and, and you almost like look at if but look into the past, if you will, I see this uh, just all this this way of of relating to people where it's just like a massive overlay of all this kind of connect the dots of all this. There's this cord here, this cord here, and this mm-hmm. is just it standard cre- protocol. This kind is of just kind of how yeah people. Yeah. related mm-hmm. and so it was always just about who could you hook all right mm-hmm. and you if you watch like game of thrones or any of these things where it's always about these power plays and yeah. all that kind of stuff and and how do you how do you manage and balance that and and keep your your web mm-hmm. um you know active and yeah all right that's that's what that's that's it Mm -hmm. that's what yeah that's that's how that works but it's very it it creates a fixed density like constellation of everything tied together Mm -hmm. now you're talking about like whole flocks of eagles all yeah tied together how can they as a flock ever really learn to fly yeah and so that's that's the uh, old way. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's old Earth. That's where we've come from, but not where we're going. Mm-hmm. And where we're going is one of freedom, where all those cords go away. We still relate. We're still connected. We're just not attached. Mm-hmm. But our connection is like Wi-Fi. So now we have freedom of motion with the ability to to still communicate mm. and to feel and it's through our empathy and communication that we're able to actually have a very a, a much even richer experience of flying together as eagles wow that's beautiful so beautiful Well, what are the words that I say at the end? (laughs) I I just went off and was flying so beautifully. Okay, well, thank you so much, Michael. That's really beautiful. Pleasure to be here. And thank you for listening. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation. Mm -hmm.